Welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast and um, we're here in the Beach Hill Book Cycle as usual in the studios and we've got a smaller crew tonight, it's a little bit cosy. Uh, we're back from our uh, excursions where we had a, our outside broadcast last week. Uh, some of the guys who made it last week uh, are not here this evening and some of the guys who couldn't make it last week because they had other duties. Simon. Supporters Club, yeah. Yeah, uh, Gareth. Make it. No, and Adam? Didn't know. Well, you've turned up <laughs> this week, so. Anyway, you was in London. I was, that was the week before. Oh, was that? Yeah. That's no excuse. Uh, and Dan, how you doing? My we were there, weren't we? Yes. As people accuse us of dealing drugs in the car. <laughs> it's, it's that picture that somebody posted online. I'm not sure who. Mm. Mm. Oh, by the way, you said smaller crew. It's very apt for this week. Well, we'll get all the croupons in between now and the, uh, the end of the show. Just in case anybody missed that. Right then, Gareth. Uh, we're going to uh, have a few stats from the Gillingham game, then I'm going to pass over uh, to Adam and Simon after Gareth's given us the stats. Uh, because they were both there uh, in the Gillingham sunshine. So, what's the stats, guys? Right, from the Gillingham game, as you said, possession. We shared 50% each. Attempts, Gillingham managed 11, Latics 6. On target, Gillingham managed 6, the Latics just 3. Gillingham had 7 corners to Latics 5. Both teams committed 14 fouls, 2 yellow cards to Gillingham, 1 to the Latics, no reds. Sadly, they got two goals and we didn't trouble the scorer. Right. Okay. Temperature, 30 degrees. 30 degrees, pitch side. Hottest place in Europe. Was so it? It was, yeah. Alright, okay. Anyway, over to you two guys. Stood there on the terraces, or sat in the stands, which was it? Sat burning. Yeah, that was exactly that. Uncovered as well, weren't yeah. it? It was uncovered, scaffolding. Yeah, bit of a rickety away end. And the match wasn't any better either. Is Paul Scully still the chairman there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I remember when he uh, first took over, he said he was going to revamp that ground and have a, have a bigger way yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that was 1997, I think. It <laughs> wasn't great. I think the most entertaining part was being able to watch football there and back on the coach. It was poor, to say the least. Right. Compared okay. to Wednesday night when we you know, we did a job on Scunthorpe, it's how can things change so much? I know Gillingham are up there. But that's where we should be up challenging. We've brought in the players who are there to challenge, and there was just no urgency, no one wanting to. I don't know, lack of creativity for me on Saturday. Well, um, it's the it's the first game I've missed this season, uh, so I was quite disappointed with that. But um, I've seen the goals on on on, on the internet. It was on on YouTube, and both goals for me highlighted the fact that there was nobody chasing back. Mm. Uh, Chris McCann for the first one he, he quite diabolical his clearances yeah. and for the second one I think it was uh, Max Power had come on uh, just didn't run back uh, when when the guy went through who got who got tripped up was it Drake Dak he didn't follow the run mm. uh, well, and I, I mean I, obviously end to us where we were and I've not I've not seen the the goals back because I don't think there was many highlights from the game so I've not even looked into looking at it but there has been talk was it in the area and was it actually a penalty I don't know if you guys have seen the replay so I've, not I've seen the replay it he was going down before he even entered the box and he 
there was pretty much no contact anyway, and it looked like Daniel's got a, a toe poke on the ball. By that token, you, s- you could say that the Grigg penalty the other week wasn't a penalty because the initial contact, the pulling of the shirt, was made just outside the area. Maybe it was. So, yeah. That swings and roundabouts now. Yeah. yeah, swings and roundabouts. Mm. But I, I don't think it would have been a penalty anyway. I think so what, how did we set up? Uh, same on when, as Wednesday. Uh, I thought I was, I was going confident into the game. I think if we play anything like we did on Wednesday, I thought we could have got something out of the game. Tough place to go. They're the form team of the early, early in the season, aren't they? And I don't think we ever really, really got going. No, I mean, it's only the one change as well. McNaughton for, for Kenny, which seemed to be... Um, you know the right kind of change. It's not going to upset the balance too much, but I don't know. There was just something lacking. That engine room just didn't get going. Uh, there was a few nice balls played through to Greg. You know, Davis worked well again up front uh, for me. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing I wondered about was on these coach coming back that they uh, voted McCann man of the match, which you know he saved the error for the first goal. And for me, I don't know about you, Adam. He made a few mm. mistakes during during the game, yeah. you know, which didn't prove costly, but could have could have been. I'm not convinced for McCann's centre back. I think he's a central midfielder. I, mm. I think it's average at best, even at that. Do you think he's there just because we're covering for Pierce being out? Maybe. I mean, we still got Barnett on the bench. I don't know what he thinks of Barnett. Barnett can be a bit of a calamity sometimes, but he, what I've seen of him, he's better than McCann because. But we, do you think we're playing the right, the wrong system for for Barnett? I mean, he's a blue and thunder centre back, four four two. Yeah, maybe, no maybe they're using McCann because they want to play at the back. But mm. I think Gillingham really pressed us high up the pitch. I think that the same at Coventry, they they did it, and we can't cope with it. I think we should set up differently away from home. When we're at home, teams are more scared of us. But when we go to places like Gillingham, we're in good form. I think. We need to play in a different way, more direct. I think. Mm, so that, that's that's down to the to the to the boss and, and the mm. coaches, isn't it? To be a bit more tacticians, yeah. the way they, they set the team up and that. Yeah. What about uh, Junior? I mean, he went off at half time. Did he look like he was injured, tired, or was he just poor? Um, I saw him walking back to the bench for the second half. He didn't look like. I think he looked like he had a bit of a wobble on him. I don't. I don't think he looked fully fit. I thought taking him off. Probably, yeah. probably is the best move. Um, there was nothing much heard. I didn't really see him pick up anything. Um, it's like McNaughton as well. He went. I know he went off injured and he was, you know, he's limping a bit. But I, de- I know he's uh, out for a while now. But he looked very innocuous on the day, yeah. uh, which is worrying. <coughs> Daniels went off injured, dropping us down to you know ten men in the last stages. So there was a few little little niggles, but. I don't know, you know, obviously you win together, you lose together at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, Colgo's gone and said that he wants three more players before the close of the transfer window. We do need something just to bolster and we need experience um, of this league and perhaps, you know, to get us, get us onto that next level. Mm-hmm. I think, looking at it, the combinations between players still looks a bit rigid, I think. I think as as more time game times played this season, I think we will get better. And I think four points from the first four games—that's averaging a point a game. I think that's good for a period where the players need to get gel more. Cause yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's a bit. Of well, I mean, my worry about it is we played two games away from home. We've lost them both two nil. Um, and before the season started, I mean, it, yeah, I know we're looking at it 
like it's easy to look at it like that but before the season started neither Coventry nor Gillingham were, were particularly fancied mm. with it uh, maybe Gillingham should have been because they finished the season quite well under Edinburgh when it came in but um, it's you know it's a difficult it's a transition phase for all clubs really isn't it you, you know as well and there are going to be those teams that are quick out the blocks um, and those that aren't and you know we're slowing out the blocks but maybe it can be like our first season in the championship you know we've had a a slow start but start to pick up and uh, uh, you know make a push yeah do you think Coventry and Gilligan are going to be up there at the end of the season say top six well mm. for me Coventry I think they, they've they've bought well you know and made the right loan signs I mean I've you know I've got friends who are Newcastle fans so I've watched quite a bit of Newcastle on the telly and you know heard Ray Fuse but Adam Armstrong and you look at him and you think I, you know, I was thinking that last season he's someone who could come to the also, he knows where the net is and can perform. So they, you know, they've gone about and got the right players in. Gillingham, for me, I don't know. Like, they relied a lot on Dak. You know, he was the key influential player in that, mid, that midfield. Something happens to him. I think that'll be a big blow for them. It, and have they got the players in there to replace him and you know go forward? So I think Gillingham, perhaps not, but. Coventry could be up and around there. I think they've been surprised package. The leading goal scorer from last season, Jelly Jones, is just coming back. Can't think of his name for the life of me at the moment. Uh, oh, he was on the bench, wasn't he? He was on the bench. They, made, yeah. they kept making a big deal about it when they announced yeah. his name. Yeah. Um, number 10, I know that much. Number 10. Yeah. The Jelly number 10. Haven't needed him so far. No. Well, like Simon says, it's early days yet. So. Simon says. Simon. What are those sides? Beatles. Go on, Gareth. You got that look on your face. I've, I've been listening to a lot of what's been said, and just obviously, I've not had the benefit of seeing the away games. I've only seen the two home games, and as you said before, the YouTube highlights. But the thing has jumped out to me, certainly going back to the Doncaster game, is giving the ball away and not closing down. Things that we're guilty of. Things that we were guilty of in the highlights from the Gillingham game. For me the second goal where it plays the ball through for the penalty the guy who plays it from, through from the left hand side of midfield he's, he's a free mm. he's just not being closed down at yeah. all Sean Murray's just stood there watching him about 10 metres away from him and he backs away from him that's inexcusable that we should always be closing down and putting mm. midfielders putting passers under pressure yeah it was an odd day but it was as hot for them as it was for us weren't well, it I mean, you know, they they're not acclimatised because they live in Kent are they they <laughs> <laughs> you know. the water break you know and yeah. everything like that and everything was it's equal you step out into that field and it's equal yeah. decent, decent surface um, you know it's 11 against 11 at the end of the day and we weren't pressing we weren't closing down there's still spells, you know, where we would get in their faces and try and win the ball back, but it would happen once every 20 minutes, you know, something, something like that. It just wasn't consistent. Um, it was just, like I say, I, I don't know, I can't put a finger on it, it was just like something lacking. Was Jacob's a little bit quiet, so he seemed to be, didn't seem to get much of a mention. Yeah, he was a bit crumbly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apologies. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, like I say, there wasn't, for me, there wasn't a standout. Right. Standout yeah. player. Yeah. Um, Morgan, he's he, uh, he did all right. He was he solid enough. There was yeah. a, one hairy moment, I think, in the um, first half yeah, between right. him and O'Donnell, mm. when you know you you start to panic when you're passing it around a bit right. too close, yeah. and yeah. you know, the strikers 
latching onto it, which we've we've seen over the years from yeah. the Martinez, and you know it does get a bit hairy. Um, yeah. Centre backs wanting to play ticker tacker. Talking of which, I mean, I was just. It's just put something in my mind. I'm going to sign separate here away from it all, but I don't know if everybody's seen Reading in the week uh, in the League Cup. Um, they conceded another goal, very similar to that with Al Absi. He, uh, I don't know what he was trying to do, whether it's dribbling the ball away to playing, playing with a centre back, and, and uh, they just lost the ball. I think they were at Portsmouth, and they just stepped in and, and slammed it home. Uh, anyway. Right then, okay, Gillingham will put that one to bed. We're, we'll not be going back there this season, will we? Unless we get them in the FA Cup. So it's a long, painful. <laughs> well, uh, that's why I think well, I've got a bit of arthritis in me, and it would have been too painful, <laughs> especially with losing as well. Uh, right, so we mentioned uh, about McNaughton, Kevin McNaughton's injury. Uh, it's turned out to be a bad one, hasn't it? Yeah. Hamstring. So, is, what we're looking at as? I think a couple of months. Is couple of months. Right. <laughs> so leaving us very, very uh, short yeah. at right back, isn't it? We've got Kenny on loan. He's only only here for a month. Initially, yeah. so that, either that needs to be renewed or we need to bring in a couple of right backs, one, one thing or the other. I think that's one of the players Colvo will be looking to sign over the next. I think he said today two or three more players, it's got to be a right back because Kenny, good good technical player. I mean, he's come through the Everton Academy, but is he like strong enough and fit, fit enough for this league? I don't think so. I thought he got bullied at Coventry. Yeah, that's, he got that's bullied. Sort of, yeah, that's he's only 18, though, isn't he? He's mm. only a kid yet. Yeah, a lot so. of things to learn. Yeah. I think going forward. He's very good. I'm mm. not so sure about him being a right back, wing back, and the attacking part of his game. I've mm. been really impressed mm. with, but defensively, no. It's um, you know, it's, it's a shame we did lose someone like you know Tavernier because yeah. I've watched a few Rangers games and he's been obviously scoring, but you know he's he's looked kind of solid at the at the back there as well, mm. alongside Rock Kane and you know, <laughs> Martin Wagon. So Latic reserves. Yeah. Up there, but uh, McCulloch. Yeah, but he's gone to come on it now. Oh, is it? Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's an area for concern, and it's getting the right kind of yeah. kind of player in. Uh, well, talking of injuries, uh, Shaq Shaq attack Shaq. Cool, I don't know if it's Coolhurst or Coolfirst, but he's injured. Uh, he's got a thigh strain. Some some fibers in his, his thigh. Gone back to Spurs. He's having a bit of treatment and assessment. And Gary Caldwell says he doesn't know if he's going to be back. Or it's going to be severe enough to keep to keep him away, and it's not going to be worth pursuing the loan because he's only here for two months. Uh, obviously, if he's going to be out for four <coughs> weeks. He's probably just cancelled. Uh, so he's not going to be back, I don't think. Well, and, and that leaves us desperately short up front again, doesn't it? I mean, Big Grant's not back yet, is he? He's not. Um, he's not. He's not played any football this season. He's not played for the kids yet. So what about Billy Mackay? Billy Mackay's offered under United if reports are true. Um, so, so that leaves us with one striker against Chesterfield. Yeah, because yeah. we'll we'll come to the reasons why that is in, in a few moments. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, a few little negative and downsides uh, from the Zimmerman game, but uh, our home form. I mean, we've got we're at home on Saturday, and it's something that we can revel in. If you look at this, I mean, w- what are we now? We're we're, we're, we're into. Coming towards the end of August, the first month of, of the season, and we're still yet to concede a league goal at home. It's <laughs> absolutely fantastic, and I'm so pleased with, with this. And it's given us something to build on. Well, we played Doncaster, and I know Gareth won't agree with me, but Gareth, them facts are black and white. They're down there. We played Doncaster; <laughs> it was nil apiece, and we built against uh, Scunthorpe, and we, we tated them. 
and we kept them out again. Yes, the fact is they scored no goals, but God, they didn't have to come close, let's face it. Doncaster. Doncaster, I thought Doncaster yeah. should have been two or three up. Scunthorpe were nowhere near. Scunthorpe wouldn't have scored if they'd play till now. No, no. Unbeaten at home, fortress DW in the league. Yes, that's what we need. Well, Solid foundations. I think, it, I, th- I think it's good that we've started like this. Um, I mean, what... What, what other season have we started so well at home with a draw in our first game and a win in our second home game? Hmm. Uh, what happened 12 months Premier ago? Premier League. <laughs> 12 months ago. 2006. Yeah. yeah. And that ended well. That did end well. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But it, it is some. I, I thought our own form is looking good. With decent attendances as well. You know, for, for League One. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, there was five... Five eights on at Gillingham, or something like there that. There was, yeah. Which was a similar attendance to what we had in was it ninety eight or ninety nine when we played them mm. down there and lost two nil um, again. Uh, but you know, so attendance wise, we're not you know we're not doing. I think well. we're I mean, traditionally our first home game of the season. The attendance is always quite low because it's usually the week before the schools get back. People are still away on holiday, yeah. and it's it's all affected. It's it's all affected. Um, and for us to get like we nearly had nine thousand, eight thousand eight hundred and thirty. That's that's really good. Yeah. That's really think good. Keep it around the eight thousand mark. I'll see that. Yeah. Midweek game. Midweek Scum game. Scunthorpe didn't bring drills, did they? No. You know, it's no. It's not bad. So eight thousand eight hundred was Doncaster, not. No, the seven thousand five hundred Doncaster. Yeah. Uh, Scunthorpe yeah. won it. So I think that could be a telling factor in this division, both home and away, because we've had some good away support as well. Yeah, we've we've travelled. Well, I mean, there was. 280-something-like-that-lattice-fans-went-to-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gillingham-Gill
We play them on the third. They play those on the Sunday. They only change one. Yeah. So after third is two. Third is. Right. Uh, some good news. Jason Pierce is back playing. Uh, he's had no preseason at all, really. Has he? He's on the bench as well. Saturday. He was on the bench on Saturday, but it turned out for um, it wasn't the development squad as such. It was um, uh, they are behind uh, the scenes friendly against Markham. They won two 0 uh, Jason Pierce played the full. 90 minutes. Also in the game, you'll see Askelainen, Sammy, as we'll say, Ryan Jennings, who's scored, uh, Flores, Power, Murray, Burton, and Billy McKay all played in it. So McKay scored as well. And McKay scored as well, yeah. Um, so a good, a good run out. Um, Sean Murray. Uh, I, I, I know what you're saying about Sean Murray on, on Saturday, but I was expecting uh, good things from Sean Murray, if I'm being honest. Uh, he's had a really good season with Watford the season before last. He didn't play much last season due to he was injured and then he found it difficult going back into the team because they were doing so well. And obviously they, t- they took Ben Watson down and you know, it's hard to get past Ben. <laughs> um, but I, I thought he, he, he'd, he'd be outstanding at this level. Um, what do you think, Gareth? I've only, like, I've only seen the snippet of the goal on the YouTube, and, and it's inexcusable not to close down. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've got to, you've got to put the person under pressure. If you're a midfield player and there's somebody going to lay a ball into the box, you've got to make it hard for him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He got a full forty-five on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah, he came yeah. And what was he like? <sighs> not really noticeable, really. Anonymous, then. Yeah. Anonymous. So <laughs> blended into. Right. Uh, mm. Apparently he's been crosswords said during the training round this week. Um, I don't know where this has come from, uh, <laughs> but apparently there's been crosswords, um, and hopefully it's going to sort one or two things out with this anonymous midfield, etc., etc. What about uh, Perkins? I think he again. It was, I think he had a solid game. Yeah, he's just he's, he's, he's what you expected from Perkins really on Saturday. He grafted, right. Um, you know, sat next to Flores family were talking I think we sat next to Morgan's mates as well and they were asking who's you know he's the best player and they said Perkins and he wasn't world class because that's what you know you're not going to get yeah. that from Perkins but he, he worked you know, there was a few errors yeah. but summed up he's just 7 out of 10 man every week 6, 7 out of 10 every week until yeah. without fail he's never he's never reaching the 9s and 10s but he's never going to dip below 6 is it you know he's, he's that steady Steady edit tapping midfield. My only criticism of the two central midfielders is when we're trying to play outside out the back, there's lack of support from them two to help the centre backs out to get the ball a bit for, further forward. I don't think they're creating space in the middle enough. No. We're trying to, we, we pass it around about four or five times and end up hitting it up because there's too much pressure on us. I think if the central midfielders helped out the defence a bit more, I think we'd be okay. Like under Martinez, do you think it's a case of these players getting used to this style of play? I think that, that'll be a big, big contribution to it a shaky start with that mm. style of play but I think it'll get better the first two and a half seasons under Roberto yeah. as I like to call him because uh, uh, you know, I used to think the sun shone out of his ass and I, I don't mind admitting <laughs> it but the first two and a half years were so patchy under him you know, yeah. while, while, while the team did, did get into the rhythm once it clicked it was only injuries what sort of was in the end but yeah. apart from that we were, we were fantastic um, and I watched us again on, on uh, Sunday against Man City but it was like watching us, wasn't it? Everton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just like watching yes. us. Yeah, reminiscing. 
Yeah, he's, uh, he's alright. Well, he was in, he sort of had a lot of injury problems last season, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he's getting there though. He looks alright, didn't he? I yeah. thought he looked very good. Living up to his reputation anyway. Yeah. You know, we, we missed a bit of that when. But you look at that team, I mean, did um, um, Coleman, who nearly signed for us, yeah. did uh, Stones, who sh- was signing for us, did Naismith come on, who we almost signed as well, you know, and, and plus all the, the players that they got from us as well. So it is like watching. Yes. You know, our has been isn't it, in yeah. anyway. <laughs> Wish we still had <laughs> Come back. Yeah, please. Baby, come back. Anyway, uh, exciting times. Over the next seven days, the transfer window shuts uh, with a big slam on Tuesday at six o'clock. So it, it's not Monday, as traditionally the last day of August, because it's uh, Bank Holiday Monday next week. Six uh, o'clock? Six o'clock, yeah. They're not going time. It is. It's uh, it is funny. It's just after five o'clock. Well, it's an hour past five. And I think Jim White wants an early night for once. Mm. With Natalie, him and Natalie. Right. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> she had a sore eye today. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, she had a bloodshot eye. I don't know what that's with. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, so there's there's quite a few uh, rumours doing the rounds about ins and outs and what have you. Um, Oh damn! Yeah, it's like sometimes it's like talking to the kids, isn't it? You know. What? Uh, no, no. Juvenile senses of humour. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there's quite a few rumours about uh, comings and goings. <laughs> and uh, some areas that need strengthening. Uh, well, we've already already mentioned the fact that we're a little bit light at right back, so uh, that could be one area. And also, up front, uh, Bill Mackay is supposedly off to Dundee United. They've come in with a third offer. They know what we want. We want our money back, don't we? 150 grand. Mm. Nailed on. Give us our money. He's yours. I feel sorry for him in a way, do you? What an absolute piece of yeah. shit we've been with him. If, if the truth be known, we signed him. They got to the Scottish Cup final. He missed out on that. They've qualified for Europe. You know, he missed out on that. He never played with it. He's only played... He's played ten ten games, and of them, one has been a start. Yeah, I don't see what's wrong with him because when I've seen him play, I thought, you know what, he he does a job. I'd keep him in every week, and for some reason, whatever happens behind the scenes or training, we can't. We'll never he know. He might be lazy in training. You never know. You well, know. You, you don't know what was going to be behind yeah. the scenes, do you? But hmm. I thought last season that was his point because when he was crying out for for a goal yeah. scorer last season. And, and he, he came on record, didn't he? he came yeah. in with a goal scoring record. And his first, his first game he played, he missed a chance at the far post, didn't he? Which could have gone in as, as, as much as it went wide. Yeah. Do you remember that? I yeah. can't remember. I saw him the first time when he came on against Ipswich and he, he linked up really well. I thought, this is what we need if we want any chance of staying up this season. And they, he was pretty much non existent after that. And I thought, yeah. it's what we needed. We're not playing him. That's Mackay for you, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was Mackay. Yeah. Not Mackay, but Mackay. Yeah, the, the Malky. Yeah. The Malky. <laughs> so, so with Billy looking like he's going, uh, there's talk about Leon Barnett also off. I know he was heavily linked with Preston. Um, Trains quite frequent. Yeah, Kirtland's club as well. His old mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and McCann as well. McCann's been linked. Uh, I'm surprised McCann's still here. If I'm being honest, yeah. I thought he'd have gone. I heard early doors Burnley were back interested mm. in him. Mm. 
Now, whether they've not let him go because he's, like you say, he's been playing centre back, hasn't he? And they've, they've uh, wanted him there as cover for Pierce until Pierce gets fit again. We still need cover again, you know, another, another centre back to come in. Yeah, well, that leads us nicely on to Aaron Pierre. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. Wickham Wondrous, 22 year old, ex Brentford youth player. Um, Linked with him today in the Buckinghamshire, Buckinghamshire something or other, Go Bucks it's called. Hmm. Um, we linked with a move for him. Us, Reading, and Sheffield United. Uh, so, uh, he played 42 times from last season and he scored four goals from centre back. He was a 21 year old. He, they got to the playoff finals, they lost against South End. Uh, he uh, was only 21. So far this season, he's played four games. They've kept, they've kept three clean sheets, and he's scored two goals already. So he started off in good form. Uh, we're talking to a couple of Wickham fans today via the social media network, Twitter. I don't know if you're aware of that. I think so. It's a new thing, I believe. Sounds good. Anyway, I've been talking to a couple of uh, Wickham fans who rated very highly, and, and they say, "Keep your hands off, is our guy." No, they just said he's well capable of playing League One. I mean, that was just what I wanted to hear, really. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I thought they must have said he's ace, yes, he's fantastic. He's well capable of playing League One football. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Dan, have you ever been in League One with them? I know they have, I'm not a joke. Matthew O'Neill got promoted. Yeah. Do research. No, I didn't. I saw in the memory banks that one. Uh, yeah, so, what do we need strength in? Come on, this isn't the Barry Show. The Barry Up top. <laughs> Striker. Well, then, yeah, that'd be my number one target between now and Tuesday. Would you be looking at someone signing or no, permanent? Permanent. Any, any names in the fire? Um. No. John Stones. Nathan awesome. Burnett right back. Well, they'd be good to sign, won't they? Yeah, but, but the price will be yeah. two million at least. Yeah, who's this lad at Walsall, this striker? Tom Bradshaw. Tom Bradshaw. The link with him, I know. Yeah. He'd yeah. be a good player. Is he? Yeah, well, he's scored. He's got a hat trick at Notts Forest in the Cup. Oh, yeah. And he's been, I think he's scored in every game so far. Hmm. Right. Any well, relation to Carl? <laughs> he's so. Leon Clare scored in every game, didn't say it up until oh, well, yeah. last weekend, so you know, that that doesn't mean too much. Some really tough goals I know, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, walked it there. <laughs> Even Frank Cody Santos been banging them in. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. happens. Sure Ramiel have been snapped up, yeah. He is somewhere him, yeah. I don't know where. I think it's his championship club is that. Yeah. Hmm. I know Sammy's at Cardiff. Mm. That might be who I'm thinking about. Because he know, yeah. surely knows where the net is. Yeah. But he's a bit of a, a bruiser as well, you know, he'd end up with um, Holt and... Well, yeah. You need to mix it up though, don't you? I, I mean, last time, I mean, I, I'm a, a, a true disciple of Roberto Martinez's footballing philosophy, but I also think you need to, to mix it up from time to time, and I hope Caldwell does, and that's the thing that sort of uh, worries me a little from what you said about the way we played away at Gillingham yeah. and how we were set up just like we were at home because I thought when we was away at Coventry he set us up against Doncaster very similar and it doesn't work 
talk of how Robson, Robson Canoe's gone quiet as well, aren't they, from Reading? That was that was because the yeah. chairman followed him on Twitter, weren't it? Yeah, yeah they the mates, aren't they? they yeah, Two doors apart, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> you know, somebody knows. Kevin name. Davis is on a free. Pass. Oh, no, we don't want Kevin Davis, do we? We've got enough bolts, yeah. ex-bolts and... Uh, yeah. yeah, well... Yeah. Be, uh, hopefully there's uh, some young, hungry, 20-goal striker waiting to... I mean, is there no Everton youngsters that we can... Well, they've just signed a lad from Barnsley, haven't they? Um, who I'm sure will we'll benefit from a loan spell. Holgate. At Wigan. Holgate. Holgate. It's an Holgate. Yeah. So, you know, named after, named after the streets of Wigan as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Right, anyway, so actually we, we've not done any rumours then, have we? <laughs> we don't know anything. We don't make a load up. Apart from Aaron Pierre and Tom Bradshaw, is a, is a bit of a loose link. Uh, have you not seen anybody coming up back of your house, Gareth? No, no. All gone quiet. <laughs> no, it was a match yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, no helicopters flying in, no. Yeah. Right, looking at our uh, next six fixtures. We're actually 13th at the moment on four points. We're four points behind sixth place, Swindon, and we're two points ahead of Southend, who are in the uh, drop zone. And our next six games are Crewatome, Chesterfield away, Port Vale away, that'll be a tough game, Fleetwood at home, tough game, Oldham away, tough game, Millwall at home, that'll be easy that. <laughs> So th- that's our next six six games. Out of them, um, them six, I'd expect us to to get at least three wins. Though. I'd, I'd say four. I, th- I think we got we're going for four. You know, it's a crucial period now. You you, say, you build up to. I know. I don't want to sound pessimistic. Well, not pessimistic, but a bit sadistic. But you build up to Christmas now. You get through September, October, and you know the next six games, and then you're into that. Mm tight period of you know night games cold yeah. Tuesday nights well them six games takes us to the end of September yeah. and, and that's when you say like we're, we're into mm. us clocks go back clocks go back and it starts feeling a bit fresh doesn't it yeah <laughs> yeah um, you mentioned uh, Chesterfield uh, uh, Will, did you mention Chesterfield yeah, yeah. We'll, be, we'll be light on numbers potentially only have Davis unless you bring a follow in because Will Griggs been so congratulations to Will Greg being called up for the Northern Ireland international squad uh, for the qualifiers against Faroe Islands and Hungary. They're currently second in the group. Did we know this? We yeah. can odds on to, yeah. to qualify. Quite quite decent from the games I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Has Greg been playing for Northern Ireland up to now? He's played. He's no, got seven caps. He's got seven. Yeah. Yeah. And he played uh, in a friendly against Qatar at Crew. Strangely oh. enough, oh. It, that was back in May. Did he score? He didn't know. He's not scored. He's not scored. He's not yet. scored from them. No. I'm sure we'll be banging him in soon. Yeah, he scored at youth level for him, so he's been he's played for him at youth level as it well. It would have been interesting if Grigor Mackay, you know, had hit it off. And oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gone on, sir. It's what we dream of, isn't it? Really. Yeah. It's what we dream it's of. It's not FIFA though, is it? O'Neill's still the manager. Yeah. Yeah, Michael yeah. O'Neill, our ex midfielder, yeah. cultured cultured left footer, really good. Why yeah. Carroll's still in that? Mike mm. Carroll. Mm. 
Pat McGibbon still centre back. How old's Roy Carroll now? Peter Kennedy, left back. <laughs> full of Lassitz players. Roy Carroll, uh, he still plays for Notts County, isn't he? Yeah, he played last night. Uh, against Villa. Right, okay. Dan, what, yes. this is a new feature. Each week, uh, we're going to hand over to one of our panellists who are going to provide the preview of the up and coming game. And they're going to read it out for us all to enjoy. And uh, if anybody's got any comeback or questions about it, I'm sure Dan is a font of knowledge. <laughs> so here's Dan with his crucial preview. Oh. You're, st- you're still my joke. Oh, sorry, Dan. Oh, Saturday's that's, that's cruel of you. <laughs> 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 yes, so this is my preview for the crew, great, crew game on Saturday, the 29th of August at the DW. Now, I have the result of Crew's last game here. Crew 3. Bury 3, high scoring game on the 22nd of August last Saturday, and here are some talking points from the Crew Chronicle, which I think you'll find rather interesting. Since a solid clean sheet on the opening day, Crew have started to struggle at the back. Bury got 3, taking the tally to 11 against in 4 games, and they could have had more. Tom Pope got the better of both Ben Nugent and George Ray in aerial battles, and the Shakers found it too easy to make chances. It's a long-standing problem for Alex, and one which looks a long way from being solved. So I think there's a lot that we can learn from that. Statman, crew stand at 20th in League One with two points in four league games. They've scored five and conceded eight. The top scorers are Scott, Scott Braddon Inman and Adam King who is on loan from Swansea City. That's a long name. <laughs> <laughs> Both have two, and Ryan Coldclough has got one. And I think that's all the goals they've scored. The manager is Steve Davis, the former Burnley, Burnsley and crew defender. Not to be confused with another Burnley centre-back by the name of Stephen Mark Davis, or indeed the snooker player, oh. as you mentioned there, Barry. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Steve interested. Yeah, Steve interested. Yeah, I got that. Now, before we go on to my verdict, I have a couple of not so fun facts here. Crew actually won the John Stones Paint Trophy. The Johnstones Paint so- Trophy, sorry. Oh, you've got yeah. John Stones on John Stones on the back. Yeah, yeah. In 2013, but this was obviously overshadowed by a certain other team's FA Cup win. And Crew also run a FIFA soccer tournament on their YouTube channel. George Cooper beats Ben Garrett on penalties to become the latest holder of this prestigious title and that was posted on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and I've just spoiled that for you in case you want to go and watch that. But would you like to leave my verdict till later? No, no, no. no. Okay, on. I reckon it's going to be a pretty open game because Crew's previous game was Coventry 3 Crew 2, we know that Coventry are on a roll right now, but still, another high-scoring game, so I think we're going to have another potential high-scoring game on our hands on Saturday. Right. Excellent. Excellent, Dan. That's excellent. Well, thank you. Um, so what are you saying there about... Uh what the Crew Chronicle have been saying uh, about defensive frailties and, and what have you. I've been reading Steve Davis's comments today, actually, and he's, uh, uh, he said he was quite, not worried, but it, it, that on the Crew's official site, the tone of his, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the tone of his interview was that he, he was quite worried about coming up against us, and, and he said that would pose a, a, a big threat to him. 
uh, and it, hopefully that they'll be able to handle us. He, he didn't sound overconfident, you know. So. Uh, That's naked, really, am I? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, frame that fire then. Hey. <laughs> what were we talking about? I forgot. I forgot. Anyway, yeah. So that's so that's. One hundred eighty. Oh no, that's one point seven, isn't it? Yeah. So so that that's quite. Uh, I think you know. Quite. It's quite scathing attack, really, as well, from the uh, local press. Yeah. To go into such detail and you know, rip rip through. I mean, you don't tend to read the Evening Post and think, you know, Jesus, give us a bit of a break, but they, you know, they've got into some yeah. right detail there, so. Yeah. Well, sometimes you wish you would read the Evening Post and it would be a bit yeah. more critical, but I understand the pressure they get put under from the club as well if they do yeah. get a little bit critical. So I think, you know, it's, 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 it's a positive look at, you know, that there are frailties there and yeah. we can hopefully capitalise. Right, how do we all see this going? Uh, just a quick quick forecast from everybody Gareth well true have drawn both their own games and lost both their away games we've only managed to win one out of four let's hope we can make it two out of five two nil another two nil um, I think high scoring game crew dodgy at the back but I think this do pause a throw from three two to Wigan Sam um, I'm going to go two nil as well yeah, I think we'll First, second half, just get the job done, and hopefully it's be a mundane game. Get the get the goals, get the win, and uh, remain fortress at the DW. Right. Oh, I think we're going to be fortress, and I think we're going to battle four 0 and we're going to spank them. We're going to spank crew. We're going to spank them. We're going to make Alex's bum red. We're going to really battle four 0 Yes. Four 0 Right. Uh, just a, a note. A note here. Uh, next week is the FAB meeting FAB FAB Virgil it is the fans advisory board meeting on Wednesday the 2nd of September uh, if anybody out there is listening and they've got any issues that they need raising uh, this is a message from the supporters liaison officers Jason Taylor or Ian Wadsworth could you contact them with your concerns and they will raise them at the meeting for you I'll just give you the email addresses although these can be found on the official website. Whereabouts I don't know because I've had a look for them and I couldn't see them. But uh, <laughs> it is Jason at Wigan Athletic SLO dot co dot UK or Ian at Wigan Athletic dot co dot UK. Wigan Athletic SLO. But don't forget to put the SLO in there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> If you, if, you, if you need the email address, have a look on the official website. If you can't find it, tweet us and we'll send it to you. Uh, and job's done. And job's done. Right, uh, before we finish tonight, just a couple of things. I've been reading the news today and it was sort of, it's cracked me up this. I've just got to tell you. Um, tell this little thing I've seen on, on, the, on the news today. Um, this is true, by the way. Uh, there's a female airline passenger returning from the United States back to China she's landed at Be Beijing airport I thought you were going to say Beach Hill then Barry no no uh, and she's got a $200 bottle of Remy Martin cognac and and the guys uh, she's trying to get onto a flight to have a, an internal flight to wherever she lives whichever province she lives in China and the guys at the airport said you can't take that on because the bottle's too big for 
for your hand luggage. So she decided, she decided to crack it open and neck it all. <laughs> well, she's necked it all. The entire contents. And they found her, 30 minutes later, rolling around on the floor. <laughs> and she wasn't allowed on the flight because she was drunk and disorderly. That went down well, didn't it? No. I thought it was really funny, that. Really, really funny. And just a couple of things I'd like to mention uh, here. I, I'm a big fan of the Fringe. You know the Edinburgh Fringe? Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And they've, they've got the top ten jokes oh, that have come no. out. Now, I've not got all ten here, because I've, I've, I've just picked some out. Uh, this is... Uh, well, I'll finish with the one that won it, uh, but I'll just pick pick some, some others out. Uh, the first time I met my wife, I knew she was a keeper. She was wearing massive gloves. Hey! <laughs> Football related as well. Uh, if I could take just one thing to a desert island, I probably wouldn't go. <laughs> I like that one. What's the difference between, this is my favourite answer, what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? One is really heavy, the other is just a little lighter. Hey, yes. <laughs> I think you missed the best one I found out. Well, uh, and, and, and the one that won it was, I've just deleted all the German names off my mobile phone. <laughs> it's hands-free. Hands-free. Oh, <laughs> anyway, on a, on a sad note, this is true, this. Uh, my missus has uh, told me she'd go leave me. So, she said it's all to do with my obsession with the monkeys, you know, that 60s pop group. I thought she was joking at first, and then I saw her face. <laughs> oh, I love the way. Another relevant one. Another. Right, anyway, finally, before we do go this evening, uh, there is uh, a little thread going on one of the w websites, Vital Wigan, obviously. Uh, the websites are available. And it's <laughs> asking, uh, somebody started, Craig, who, who was on the podcast from Australia last week, is asking what people's favourite era is in, in the Latics, in their time watching the Latics, and people come up with different suggestions, you know. And I was just wondering what, what your favourite eras are. My personal, I mean, I've got, I look back and there's brilliant memories from all over, but if I had to pick one era, just one particular era, and say, I pin my hat on that, that is my best. It will be the last two years of Roberto Martinez's reign for yeah. lots and lots yeah. of different reasons. But that is my my favourite era. I suppose it, for me it's a toss up between that era um, and the the year that dreams came true. You know, we got promoted to So the duel. Yeah. The duel. Yeah. Maybe right. those two years, the first the the promotion season and the first season in the Premier League, you know, the, with the Carling Cup, yeah, Powell, it was, yeah, you know, it was a roller coaster from start to finish, top yeah. of the league at one point. And Adam, uh, I think from when we stayed up, uh, that season that we stayed up at Stoke on the last day until Martin has left, I thought that that era was superb. For the roller coaster of emotions of oh, we're down at bottom at Christmas and staying up on the last day or the West Ham game was in there. Yeah, as well, West Ham game. Yeah. Um, Beating United at home, Arsenal away within a week. I think that was just superb. But I can't really think of much. I'm obviously winning the FA Cup. Oh, yeah, of course. Can't forget about that. So, but yeah, that's my favourite. And uh, 
four, uh, was it four minutes of Leicester Everton as well? Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, oh yes. That was in, in there. Gareth? Well, obviously the Premier League years were terrific, you know. Even though we were hanging on by the skin of our teeth at times. But my favourite was the promotion season under Paul Jewell with uh, Ethan Ellington and Jason Roberts and Lee McCulloch and Jimmy Pollard. I thought we played some terrific football and it was it was a joy to watch back from the other occasion, but that happens. Yeah, yeah. Dan? I'm going to be boring and pick the same one as Gareth and Simon because it was just such a great year, great time at the club, I thought. Every home game was like an away game because the South Stand, you just stood there and it was heaving, it was boiling hot and you could feel the perspiration coming from everyone. There was that chant, one of the West Ham, West Ham, that give us a song. Yes. Do you remember that chant? I can remember the last time. I don't think they've ever given us a song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was... We don't. <laughs> it was fantastic. 25,000 each week. Well, it wasn't... It was more like 18,000, 19,000 each week, but... But it felt like because the East Stand was shut to all fans, wasn't it? It was away fans only yes. the East Stand. Yeah, oh, we, we swapped, yeah. we swapped, didn't we? No, well, that was the first season in the Prem, yeah. yeah. But yeah. sort of no Reading had that the section, didn't they, for uh, the day we, we got promoted. Well, there's so many to choose from. I mean, I was thinking about it. I, I, I was like, is it? Is it past your growing up years when you're a teen and, and, and was in the Northern Premier then? And I used to go down there, I used to roll my pants up before I went to the toilets for a week because they were swimming in, in Uran. But it was great and the club was small and it was you was, it was like every time you went it huddled you, you know, give you a cuddle. I, th- I think, you know, even looking back to, you know, some of my early memories at Springy, you know, you get City, you know, the playoffs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. You know, times like that or. Yeah. There's not really been a, a time you thought, God, I hate being a wing athletic fan. Even when Brian Dean decides to score against yeah. you, the DW. Mm. I think so, you might be right though, because something's just popped in, in my head. My, possibly my favourite era is from November 1971, when I went to my first game against the FA Cup, until now. I think yeah. that it's just brilliant, isn't it? So many happy memories. You just, yeah, it's hard. Preston away. Ready in a way. Yeah. Fabulous. Memories. Yeah, there's, no, there's not. Um, we've, had, we've suffered two relegations on the bounce, well, more or less on the bounce. But it's still our club, you know, and we still, yeah. we, you look at all the good times that we've had. Yeah, and we've still only been relegated three times in our history. Mm-hmm. How many clubs can say that? So we've not not Europe, that. Played in Europe, cup winners. Yeah. You know, looking at getting the third football league trophy this year. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. We'll, we'll be there. When will you have? So it's just brilliant, isn't it? So we're finishing on that almighty positive yes. here, aren't we? Yeah. You know? No worries, no money, no history. It doesn't matter, does it? Let's go We've back got to everything. Yeah. Let's go back to those glory days. So I think Ellington's on a freeze, so yeah. <laughs> maybe get Roberts back out <laughs> yeah. of uh, retirement. Ellington's played for us this season, hasn't he? Uh, the, In the uh, pre-season games, yeah. yeah. Teal Jarrett. We might even get a game, carry on. Anyway, uh, with that in mind, we'll knock it on the head. Uh, we've got a crucial look forward to it at the weekend. We've got a crucial game coming up, as, as we said. Uh, any more crew puns? Will we need cr- to go. I was going to say, will the crew three points, hopefully? Oh, that was an awesome. Oh. Oh. Snap! Right. And uh, there's, there's a very famous Simon and Garfunkel song uh, that they actually wrote at Crew Station. What? Are you going to Crew Station? No, and I think it's quite apt for us this season. Because... I mean, it's still time, and it's called Homeward Bound. 
uh, maybe we will be onward bound back to the championship. So uh, fingers crossed, and uh, we'll finish with a bit of salmon and Garfunkel. Brilliant. So, so good night for me. Good night. I'm sitting in the railway station, got a ticket for my destination. Stands my suitcase and guitar in hand And every stop is neatly planned For a poet and a one-man band Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home where my thoughts escaping Home where my music's playing Home where my love lies waiting silently for Every day is an endless stream of cigarettes and magazines mm-hmm. And each town looks the same to me, the movies and the factories And every stranger's face I see reminds me that I long to be Homeward bound, I wish I was Escaping home Where my music's playing home Where my love lies waiting Silently for me Tonight I'll sing my songs again I'll play the game And pretend mm-hmm. But all my words come back to me In shades of mediocrity Like emptiness and harmony I need someone to comfort me Music's playing home, but my love lies waiting silently.